Living Seed Media brings to you God's Word, which is His comprehensive equipment for changing lives. May the Lord impact your heart as you encounter His Word. For further inquiry or counsel, contact Peace House, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. Telephone numbers 0703 036368119 We are going to begin now to look at running to win, starting rightly. We're going to be dealing with foundations, foundations for winning the race, foundations for becoming a winner. And there are a few passages that we are going to study uh, very quickly and yet uh, briefly this morning to start us on trusting that God will take us from here to the glory of his name. When the singing team began to sing and the said they were going to make a declaration that they were born to win I felt that yes the Holy Spirit is definitely bringing guidance and bringing input both from the choir and from all that God has been saying to us since morning that God indeed is desiring that we will actually win. We're going to read some few scriptures which I'd like you to spend a bit of your heart thinking about this morning. I want you to turn to the book of First John. First John. First John. When you get to First John, we shall like to read chapter four. First John, chapter four. And First John, chapter five. In First John, chapter four. Verse 4 You are of God Little children And you have overcome them Because greater is he That is in you Than he That is in the world Have you noted First John chapter 4 and verse 4 Have you noted that now go to first John chapter 5 and I'd like you to look at verse 4 and verse 5 for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith who is he that overcometh the world but he that believes that Jesus is the son of God let's stop there now I want you to take one more passage one more passage then we shall go ahead and do some deliberate study 
I want you to turn to the book of Esther. Just a little verse from the book of Esther. And we will tie our minds together as we go ahead. You remember that when, when Mordecai had planned all that he planned against uh, when Ammon had planned so much against Mordecai and he had set up a garrow of 50 cubit high and he had gone to speak to the king so that Mordecai may be hanged thereon and things turned his wife made a confession that I want you to take note about this morning Esther chapter 6 in Esther chapter 6 I want you to look at verse 12 maybe verse 11 down to verse 14 then took Ammon the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor and Mordecai came again to the king's gate but Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered and Haman told Zeresh his wife and all his friends everything that had befallen him now that's what I want you to take note about as we begin our study this moment then said his wise men and Zeresh his wife to him if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews before whom thou hast begun to fall thou shalt not prevail against him but shall surely fall before him and while they were yet talking with him came the king's chamberlains and Esther to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared I want you to see what they said just capture it in your mind as we go ahead then said this wise man and Zeresh his wife to him even his wife if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews before whom thou hast begun to fall thou shalt not prevail against him but shall surely fall before him and while they were yet talking with him, the king's chamberlains hasted and to bring Ammon unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. I hope you remember that from that, Haman never returned. Do you remember? I hope you know that the last word they spoke to him, which was the last word he heard from his wife, and the last word he heard from his friends, they said, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom you have begun to fall, you will surely fall before him. Nothing will stop you from tumbling and falling and falling until you fall completely. If he be of the seed of the Jews, so this morning I want to begin to look at the seed that wins. The species that wins. Hallelujah. And ever before we can begin to talk about running to win, the first thing we have to settle is whether you 
carry the seed, the winning seed. It looks to me as if running to win. Apart from all the issues that we are going to be discussing, is genetic. Hallelujah. We are going to be talking about principles. We are going to be talking about practices. We are going to be talking about disciplines. We are going to be talking about several things that will enhance winning. But I want to establish this morning that winning, winning in life, being a, an overcomer, being a conqueror why it is very important to work hard to do many good things which we shall learn as we go ahead maybe in our bible study and in some of the teachings that god may be giving to you but let me say that there is a species that wins so winning is first a genetic issue before it becomes an activity. So the first matter me and you must settle this morning is to confirm and is to take note if you carry the winning seed. So what are we talking about this morning? Eh? The seed that wins. The species that wins. The genes that wins. That's the kind of thing that I sense the Holy Spirit will have us to first of all approach as we go ahead with this matter of running to win. So if winning it's not just about some practices, some rules, some regulations. If it has to deal with the species, the seed, the nature, or the gene that can win. The first matter we must deal with is whether you carry the seed that overcomes the world. Before I return to talking about this particular seed, as I search through the word of God, as I search through the word of God, it was becoming very, very clear to me that actually why there is room for exercise of energy exercise of strategy and exercise of uh, meticulous discipline in order to enhance winning there is something that is more fundamental unto winning in life and I want to suggest to you that it is genetic. And that that is where to begin. And that even if you do so well about everything else, but you don't carry this, the gene that can win, at the end of the day, when you have done your best, since the species you carry is the species that loses, you will still find yourself a loser. Hallelujah. The children of Israel, wherever they went, whatever battle that faced them, Whenever they were living in their covenant relationship with God, 
whenever they kept their communion with God intact, whenever God stands in their midst, nothing was able to overcome them or override them. And this has baffled everybody around them. They wonder what kind of people are these that they never turned their back against their enemy before. And you will notice that the first time that it happened that the children of Israel were defeated in battle against Ahai. You will remember that Joshua went and was crying. And he said, Oh God, why? I have never seen the host of the Lord turn their back, running away from their enemies before. The reason is because the species, the seed that is born of God overcomes the world. Hallelujah. So he began to say, oh God, why? Why are your people running away? And God spoke to him and said, because your people have polluted themselves. They have defied themselves. They have made themselves vain. And that is why they will not be able to stand before their enemies anymore. So I realize that what was making the children of Israel to fail in their battle was not because their opponent had a superior weapon. Are you listening to me? It was not because their opponent had a greater strategy. Usually I have found that no matter what the enemies of God's people carry, no matter how sophisticated their weapons were, no matter how they are so armed, even to the teeth, victory does not lie in what they carry. It lies on whether the people of God are intact in keeping their covenant with God or they have polluted themselves. Are we together? So when they have polluted themselves, that is what makes their enemy to seem to overcome them. It is not because the enemy has superior power. It was only because the species that wins had been polluted. Is the story I'm telling you, is it clear to you? Is it clear to you? Hallelujah. I want to illustrate it gradually before we conclude where we want to conclude this morning. So I found that in God's determinate plans and purposes, running to win, God desired it to be first and foremost a heritage. God desired that it was going to be the normal thing because of who you are. Not first because of what you do. Even though who you are will dictate what you do and how you do it. But what you do and how you do it 
they come secondarily to who you are. And so this morning, we are looking at that seed, the winning seed. The species that wins. And we are going to first of all pray that if that is the fundamental issue about winning in life, let us be sure that that seed remains unpolluted, undefiled, and it remains intact by the grace of God. Amen? Amen? Are you with me? Amen. Now, I just quoted an illustration from the life of Mordecai but let me draw it a little when you look at the book of Numbers I want all of you to run to Numbers just for a little story there we are not going to spend all the time on it just to illustrate all I want to do this morning before I release you to pray. In Numbers, go quickly to chapter 22. Numbers 22. And the children of Israel set forward and pitched in the plains of Moab on this side Jordan by Jericho. And Balak, the son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was so afraid of the people because they were many. And Moab was distressed because of the children of Israel. And Moab said unto the elders of Midian, look at what the man said. Now shall this company do what? I'm not hearing you. All that are around about us. What's the meaning of to leak up? Eh? To eat up everything. When you are finished eating everything, then you do what? You leak everywhere so that everything is completely finished. That's what the, the king of Moab started saying to his people. Now shall this company lick up all that are around about us as the ox licks up the grass of the field. And Balak the son of Zippor was king of Moabites at that time. He sent messengers thereof, therefore unto Balaam the son of Baal, to Peter, which is by the river of the land of the children of his people, to call him, saying, Behold, there is a people come out of Egypt. Behold, they cover the face of the earth and they abide against me. Now, come therefore, I pray you, curse me these people for they are too mighty for me. Paraventure I shall prevail that we may smite them and that I may drive them out of the land. For I, I know that he whom thou blessed is blessed and he whom thou cursed is cursed. And the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the rewards of divination in their hand. And they came unto Balaam and spake unto him the words of Balak. Now, can you imagine what they discovered? They discovered that wherever the children of Israel went, they licked up the place. If you see how they were looking at them, they said, there are too many, they covered the whole face of the earth. Is that true? Eh? Now that's what I want you to know. I want you to know that when you carry a life that wins, even in the camp of the enemy, you are exaggerated. <laughs> you are not hearing me at all. Eh? When one of you stand and you are standing where the devil sees seven people coming. Oh Lord, it's not clear to you yet. 
when, when one child of God is standing well, how many does the enemy see? So that's why the Bible says, when it comes to you in one way, in how many ways is he going to run? If we see seven pursuing him, he will run here, he will run here, and yet it's only you alone. So when it comes to you in one way, because there is the invisible something about the seed, the enemy just suddenly find that, ah, I thought it was one man I am attacking. When did they become seven? So they will begin to pick race in diverse ways. They say, ah, you better run. Oh, you better run. So you find that without you shooting a gun, the camp of the enemy breaks into seven. Their commander is unable to, to co coordinate them again because all of them are seen seven enemies. So when the, when the guys say, shoot this, they say, you don't know what you are talking about. One is already shooting me on this, I'm going away. I want God to make you to carry that seed that win in life in the name of Jesus. I know that naturally we have come to understand that winning has to do with sweating. It has to do with hard work and we are going to discuss the right place for all of that. But there is one thing that comes before all of that. It is the species. It is the seed. And he who does not have that seed, he does not have the capacity to win. He does not have capacity to become anything. No matter how he moves and moves and moves, because this, the species that wins is not in him, he will still lose. So you know the king of Moab said they have fed the whole earth. In fact, they have lived all the whole place. All the people that we thought are superpowers, they have melted before them. And I know that it is not gone that I can shoot. There is something invisible about them. Can you help me take it away? So they sent for Balaam. Balaam says some certain things that are very critical. And I want you to say it. Would you like us to see it? Would you like to see it? Because we are going to be praying this morning. That the species that wins. The seed that overcomes the world, the seed that anywhere it goes, is born to rule, is born to reign, is born to win, is born to, to be more than a conqueror. That species is the first thing that you must never lose or miss out on your journey in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when Balak got to Balak, Balak told him, you know, I don't want to talk about how Balaam misbehaved, how he went against the word of the Lord that God said, don't go, and he went. I don't, I'm not bothered about that for now. Balaam will suffer his own punishment on his own. But we are not about that this morning. Hallelujah. God said to Balaam in verse 12, Thou shalt not go with them. Thou shalt not curse the people. For they are what? They are blessed. So that seed I'm talking about, what is, what is the first feature we are knowing about that particular seed, they are blessed. And what has been blessed 
you cannot cause. I am praying that as you get back on campuses, you will know that there is a seed that wins. And that if you carry that seed as the wife of Haman, <laughs> if, if I were to be allowed to say the wife of the principality, eh? look at the principality in the land sitting over a banquet. He was, he was eating with his people. And then he began to explain the sudden turn of events. Because you know what he had done is that just one signature away, just one signature away, Mordecai will be hanged. And sometimes the devil does that kind of thing to the seed that wins. And he will be doing everything, everything as if just one signature he will finish the child of God. Sometimes God can just relax and do as if he doesn't see. And he's waiting for the final point. And God will now search his finger and said, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. Shout hallelujah! You know everything was arranged. He has already built the, 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 the gallows. What they are calling the gallows is like the masts. Look at all these masts that they are building around us to go and hang somebody on it. But that evening, he just went early in the morning to go and meet the king and say, there is a decree we want you to quickly sign. But before you will arrive, the almighty God who never comes late, if it is of that seed, hmm, as you have begun to fall, you will surely fall. That's why it doesn't matter whatever confederacy was ganging up against you in the department if you carry the seed that wins no confederacy against you will stand no weapon fashioned against you shall do what prosper do you know what the bible said it said this is the heritage is a heritage now you don't have heritage where you are not born You are not hearing me at all. Can you inherit where you were not born? So when we talk of heritage, it has to do with, 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 with genetic. If you carry the seed of that man, you inherit him. So he said, this is the heritage. Of the servants of the Lord. That no weapon you fashion against them can prosper. Is a heritage. Is genetic. It is not first of all. Because of an activity. It is because of who they are. The species they carry. The seed that abides in them. Praise the Lord. So you know that afternoon Haman did not bargain for what he met. The king had been troubled all through the night. Who took away sleep from the king that night? He who gives sleep takes away sleep. Did you hear me? Who is he that gives sleep? And if he lies what does he do? He takes his away and says, you are not sleeping tonight. Big man, you are not sleeping tonight. 
This man had a very big bed, very succulent bed. He was under aircon throughout. Everything was very, very well decorated for him. But you see, all of those things don't give sleep. Who gives sleep? You can have good bed, but good bed doesn't give sleep. It is God that giveth his beloved sleep. So that night, he who gives sleep said, Hey, King Hasuerus, you aren't sleeping tonight. You are a debtor. You are a debtor to one of the seed. He may be a professor, he may be anything. When he intervenes with the seed that wins, one of these nights he will lose his sleep. So that night, he was turning on his bed, no sleep. He tried to, to take some special drink, no way. Until he woke up and he started reading. He read and read. He didn't know what he was reading. Until he brought one of the books of the Chronicles. And there the seed. <laughs> that seed. That seed that bruises the head of the serpent. Suddenly. The man said. You mean that there is somebody in my kingdom that has protected me so much what have we done to him somebody said we have not done anything for him oh. actually instead of promoting him you promoted a wicked man ah the man said I have to do something I have to do something and today I have to do it I don't know how to do it come and see God who arranges all things well just came in and as he walked in the king said who is that he said oh I'm your your second in command I said alright come in come in right there's an assignment right now what do you think we should do to a man the king desire to honor wow 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 look at Haman all that he has conceived all his ambition all his dreams everything he had wanted to be are you hearing me those that he had been scheming to become he thought in, in himself who else will the king want to honor apart from myself so he brought everything he brought everything he started writing a blank check he wrote a blank check he tried to conceive what can he do so that the king <laughs> we do what he has never done to any man because it, he thought it was to himself so he suggested to the king your best royal apparel your second presidential jet your best guard of honor and your ring your symbol of authority remove it from your hand and put it on the finger of that man and let one of your highest officials let them go around town with him let them go from one place to another shouting before him behold the man whom the king desires to honor when he had put all of it together the king said, fine. Address to Mr. Mordecai. The gate man. <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Wow. He couldn't do anything else. I can see him whether to cry but he dare not cry before the king 
Because if he dare cry, the king would say, what do you mean? You don't want to do what I told you to do? So he quickly put up a, you know, an hypocritical smile. He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I imagine how he went. You know, when he was coming in, he met Mordecai at the gate and didn't greet him. You know what he did to him? Today, today, you are finished. Just let me go in and come out. <laughs> you will see the end. <laughs> you will suffer today. It threatened the seed. The species that wins. You can't threaten him. Hallelujah. Tell somebody by your side, don't threaten the seed. And if you are so sure that you are one of those that carry the seed and wins, then tell somebody by your side, say, you can't threaten me. <laughs> by the time he was coming out, he came, I, I, I was just looking at the drama. He said, Mr. Mordecai, I don't know why I have to do this, but I am under command. <laughs> it is not from my heart. I never dreamt about it, but I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I have to do it, but uh, the king has commanded me that you are due for honor. Did you see what God can do? When it is time for that seed that wins to be placed on the platform that it belongs, God uses anything. He uses any hand, including the hand of your enemy. They will do nothing but for you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. For you can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. So he came out. Mordecai was never informed. He was just watching the drama himself. They started dressing him. They started changing everything around him. They went and brought the presidential jet. And Haman was sweating. There was an inner defeat which he must not show. He must not show now. He was weeping inside but he must keep smiling on the outside. Oh my God. You know he was quarreling that Mordecai never bent down to greet him. Now he was going to give Mordecai 21 gun salutes. And come and see all the guards, all the captains, they were all standing at attention. And this brother that just two hours ago was regarded as a mere gate man. I want to inform you whether you are a gate man or you are anything. If you carry the seed that wins, if that species that wins is what you carry, you are going far. And the Bible said, suddenly, they started moving around town. And Haman was in front announcing, blowing the trumpet. This is the man that the king wants to honor. This is the man that the king has decided to honor. Actually, as you see him now, he is in the second presidential jet and he has the ring of the king. 
Oh, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> oh my God, I never prayed to see this kind of day. When I will be so humiliated before a mere gate man, he didn't know. By the time they finished the official ceremony, he ran. He ran quickly home looking for comfort. He quickly gathered his wife and everybody and said, Come and see you, come and see you. Things have turned though. They say, What? He said, Ah, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what came to the king in the night. Oh, oh God, your promotion comes to you over the night. If you have consistently carried the seed, the species that wins. Hallelujah. So while they were talking, the wife just looked at him in the face. Zeresh, I don't know where she got that wisdom. Zeresh said, my dear husband, since you have been coming up and down, I had been wanting to tell you <laughs> that if Mordecai is of the seed, the seed, the seed, if he's the one that carried the seed, that seed, you know your own grandfather, the Amalekites. <laughs> when they withstood the seed, the seed, you know what happened to them. And your own great-grandfather, uh, Agag. You remember Agag was your father. You know what happened to Agag? They cut him like this in pieces. They slashed him. Your father had no barrier. If that man that you are fighting is of that seed, even though he stands at the gate, those of them that carry the seed that wins, even if they stand at the gate, they are more powerful than the king in the palace. Oh. Don't take him for granted. Oh. Did you say you started falling? As you have begun to fall before him, <laughs> you will surely fall until you are finished. You are my husband, but I have to tell you the truth. <laughs> For once, they were telling the truth in the kingdom of darkness. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So when Moab called Balaam and told Balaam that these people, they have filled the whole place. They have leaked everywhere out. Balaam stood up and he took his parable. The king said, come, curse me, Jacob. Come, defy Israel. And Balaam said, how shall I curse whom God has not cursed? How shall I defy whom the Lord has not defied? From the top of the rocks, I see him. Glory to God! He said, from the top of the rock, I do what? I see him. And from the hills, I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone and shall not be reckoned among the nations. The seed that wins is a species. And that is my first concern in this meeting. We don't want to release people that don't carry that seed. No matter what you say to them, oh, you'll be a winner, you'll be a millionaire, you'll be this, you'll be that. If they don't carry the seed, if they are not of the species that wins, it's a kajo. But if they carry that seed, the Bible said they shall not be reckoned among the nations. 
who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part of Israel. That is, even one quarter of Israel, you cannot count it. So look at Balaam. He began to pray. <laughs> what was his prayer? Let me die the death of the righteous. And let my end, let my last end be like his. I'm going to be talking to you about that. I am sorry to inform you that Balaam, do you know Balaam? He said, let me die the death of the righteous. And let my end be like his. Was his prayer answered? Eh? eh? Can I inform you why? If you don't carry the seed of the righteous, you cannot die the death of the righteous. It's not about prayer. This is why I see so many people, they go for prayer. Even preachers, they deceive them. They say, when I just anoint you now, everything will be alright. No. Anointing will not work on a man who doesn't carry that species. Balaam prayed, let me die the death of the righteous. Excuse me, what kind of death did he die, please? Please talk to me. He died the death of the wicked. It's only the righteous that will die the death of the righteous. Say like my end be like his. How will your end be like his when you don't have the life like his? The seed that wins is usually admirable. Many people want it. Many people desire it. Many people pray to, to, to have the result. But they don't know that, that it is not the result that started it. What started it? I'm not hearing you. It's the seed. If you don't have the seed... You are not likely to have the fruits. Are we together, brothers and sisters? Am I talking to the right people today? The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Balaam, when he finished speaking, oh my God. The king said, look, I brought you to cause my enemy. Behold, you have blessed them all together. I said, no, I'm not just the one blessing them. They were blessed. I can't say anything. This particular seed is already blessed. You don't cause him whom God has blessed. That is why. Let me inform you now. Can I inform any of you? Is any of you interested in hearing me? If you carry the seed... That I'm describing today. The seed that wins. Nobody can cause you. There's no cause like that. Even if people sat. And they started pronouncing all the causes. There's no problem. In fact you can just say amen to what they are saying. The reason is because if anybody tried to cause this man that carried that seed, he himself is simply causing himself. Because it cannot happen. So Balaam was telling Balak, I cannot do it. In fact, I'm wishing to die like them. So he brought him up again to another place. And Balaam began to speak again. And when he began to speak, he said, God is not a man. That he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. As he said, shall he not do it? As he spoken, shall he not make it good? I have received commandment to bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. He has not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Are you hearing? Neither has he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord is God is with him. And the shout of a king is among them. 
God brought them out of Egypt. He has, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. Surely, there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any, any, any what? Divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of Jacob and of Israel, What has God wrought? Behold, the people shall rise up as a great lion. They will lift up himself as a young lion. He shall not lie down until he eat of the prey. He will drink the blood of the slain. Balak said, keep quiet. It's enough. Neither curse them at all, nor bless them at all. It's okay. It's okay. Balaam said, did I not tell you before that all that the Lord has put in my mouth, that I must do. But you know he said, because God has not beheld iniquity in Jacob, and because he has not seen perverseness in Israel, the Lord is God is with him. And the shout of a king is where? Is among them. So no enchantment against them. There is no divination against them. As it is now, so shall it be said of Jacob and of Israel, come and see what the Lord has done. Something about the seed that wins is that they will always become a testimony. People will keep saying, look at what God has done. We don't understand how it has happened, but look at what God has done. That will always be their constant experience. Hallelujah. Are we together? Are you following me? Do you know that when Balaam finished, Balak was so annoyed. He told him, he said, look, I wanted to bless you. I wanted to promote you, but you don't want to be promoted. I brought you here to come and curse all these people. You have blessed them all together. The Bible said, he began to speak again. How goodly are thy tents, O Jacob, and your tabernacles, O Israel. Chapter 24, verse 5. As the valleys are they spread forth as gardens by the riverside, as the trees of line aloes, which the Lord has planted, and as cedar trees beside the waters, he shall pour the water out of his bucket, and his seed shall be in many waters, and his king shall be higher than Agag. Did you see since when God started talking about that, that his seed shall be higher than Agag? Even if his seed is a gatekeeper and Agag is a king. Are you hearing me? The seed, the species that wins, even if you make him a gatekeeper, it will still be higher than Agag on the throne. So when Mr. Mordecai was, was misbehaving, he did not know. I mean, Mr. Amma, when he was pushing against Mordecai, he did not understand. He did not know that he was, he was, he was hitting his, his leg against the pricks. God brought him forth out of Egypt. He has, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. He shall eat up the nations. Eh? He shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows. He couch, he lay down as a lion, and as a great lion, who shall stir him up? Blessed is he that blesseth you, and cause is he that causeth you. Have I described enough the seed that wins? Can I now go ahead? Do you think we can go ahead? Are you ready to follow me now? Yes. Praise the Lord. Now. It was only if that seed was polluted. It was only if there was perverseness in that seed. It was only if Balak could arrange 
to introduce iniquity into that seed. That's when the hand of the enemy could push them down. So all the battles they went, they won. All the race they were in, they won. As long as the seed, the, the species, remains intact, uncontaminated, undefiled. Praise the Lord. So when the children of Israel, as Balaam was going away, he told Balak, he said, Balak, as you see these people, you cannot conquer them. Unless their God is able to see perverseness in them, unless there is a kind of pollution in their lives, unless there is a kind of defilement. And Balak said to Balaam, so you mean that to conquer this kind of seed, you don't shoot a gun. He said, you don't shoot a gun. You mean to destroy them, you don't need to dig anything. He said, no, you don't dig anything. Ah, what do you do? You only create pollution on the seed. You only bring sin into their lives. You only bring iniquity in their midst. If their God sees perverseness in them, if he sees something that he does not want to see in their lives, their defense will leave them. Do you know that was what Balak learned from Balaam? And all through scriptures, whenever they mention Balaam, in the New Testament, the Bible always say, because Balaam put a stumbling block on the path of the children of Israel, that Balaam taught Balak to lure God's people onto sin in order to conquer them. You know, Balak just arranged these young ladies of Moab. They were half naked. They were pretending to come and bath by the riverside. They were turning their eyes. Oh, the children of Israel, they, 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 they went a warring. They went running after them in sin. And as sin came into their lives, they lost ground. Do you remember that in one day, how many thousands of them were destroyed? Eh? If you go to chapter 25 of that book we are reading, you will discover that 24,000 Nobody shot a gun. See, finish them. May I say to you, brothers and sisters, the seed that wins, the species that will be the overcomers, there is only one thing that reduces them to, to nothing. It will be iniquity. It will be perverseness. It will be pollution. It will be defilement of their lives. And so, for us to begin to discuss about running to win, the first thing that is critical about it is to look at that seed, that species. And I'll be asking you to look deliberately inside. There are two questions you are going to check this morning before we stop. You are going to check number one. Do I have the seed? Am I of that species? And if yes, has it been perverted? Has it been diluted? Has it been polluted? Have I mistakenly or carelessly allowed iniquity to come inside as to turn you 
who's supposed to be a winner, you are becoming a piece of bread. And Satan is so happy to sponsor iniquity into that seed. Because he knows that the only way to conquer it is not to attack it. Are we together? Are we together? Oh, I pray that God will help you to know this. Do you want me to repeat what I've said? The only way Satan himself knows that he can bring the seed down is not by cursing it, it's not by fighting. All of those will never work. He knows that the only way is to sponsor perverseness. Is to bring sin. Is to bring iniquity. So that God can look away. And if God looks away from you, what can you become again? So can I begin to say to you, my brothers, I see so many young people they really want to succeed but they don't know what exactly is the loophole that is bringing their downfall they don't know that it is perverseness iniquity sometimes you don't understand that the devil puts you under pressure that you should pervert even your results. And as you carry a certificate that is perverted. Perverted because of exam practice. Perverted because you, you, you stole it. <coughs> you are going, you think that I now have a degree. You don't know that <laughs> the degree you have is the degree of losing. If you have a master's degree from perverseness, what dimension of degree of loss, of confusion are you going to have? I thought you were going to answer me quickly. It will be a master's degree of, of, of confusion. You don't understand. That if you started your marriage relationship with perverseness. As soon as a young brother proposed to you. The next thing he was looking for is sex. You don't know that the devil is planning and say yes. Let him build his family life on perverseness. How will he make it? His children will become wayward. No matter how he prays, he's already a loser because perverseness is located in the seed.